You're listening to the Sam Emery Podcast. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Sam Emery Podcast. Hope you guys are all doing well. It's been a couple of weeks since my last episode on living a Eucharistic lifestyle. I did want to say early on in that episode, I did have a spoken typo. I don't even know if that's really a term for it. But one of my buddies, shout out to Nathan, he let me know that I had accidentally said the sacrament of confirmation rather than the sacrament of confession. I think my Catholic listeners understood what I was trying to say before anybody who may not be Catholic listening. I did not, it was around like, it was somewhere in between three minutes and four minutes. I accidentally said that the sacrament of confirmation was necessary. I did not mean that. I meant the sacrament of confession would be necessary in the strict sense of what I was talking about. And so what is today's episode about? Today's episode is about redemptive suffering. So I think a lot of us um, could look at suffering as something just completely horrible and just something that, I don't know, it's just, like, it's just, I don't know, like, it's just, it, it can't be useful for anything, is kind of the way that we, some of us can fall into thinking about it. It's like, same here, like, I can be going through something and just complain about it rather than doing what I ought to be doing, which is offering that up to Christ and uniting it with his suffering, which is something that I'll get into in a second. But I just think there's a lot of suffering that goes on um, that we just kind of kind of waste. We kind of just let it go to waste and we don't do anything with that suffering. And I feel like some of it might, might just be because we don't know what redemptive suffering is, but some of it might just be that uh, we we just don't always offer it up as we should. And obviously um, this episode is going to be about what redemptive suffering is. And it could kind of be, I might try to explain it a little bit, like give some examples on ex- like on ways that we can do this. Um, so let's just dive right into it. So our suffering could be united to Christ's suffering and we can offer it as reparation for our sins. Um, further, since we are members of the body of Christ, we can offer our sufferings for loved ones or anyone we would like. And so when we offer these sufferings up, they are lifted up through the suffering of Christ on Calvary. And when we suffer and offer it to God, we acknowledge and express our gratitude for Christ's sacrifice on the cross. And so this may sound a little problematic, and so it may come across across as as Catholics think they save themselves. And I want to say that this is not true at all. And so if you're thinking that, um, I want to just say, like, what if I told you what St. Paul wrote about when it came to suffering? And this comes from uh, Colossians one twenty four. Um, yeah. So now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake and in my flesh. I complete. I'm gonna I'm gonna reread that because I read that kind of fast. So Saint Paul wrote, "Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I complete what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of His body, that is the Church." And so. What does St. Paul, like, like he says he lacks for what Christ's affliction, like he picks up what Christ's afflictions were lacking. And 
obviously Christ's suffering did not lack anything at all. So kind of like what is St. Paul saying? And so Father Mike Schmitz explained this, explained, did an explanation based on St. John Paul II's explanation. So lots of explaining. And so it was an explanation of an explanation. And so Jesus' sacrifice is complete. It's whole, it's entire. There's nothing more to be offered. So then how can St. Paul say, I'm making up in my body what's lacking in the sufferings of Christ? John Paul II explains, No, the sacrifice of Jesus is complete. It's full. There's no more offering for sin, but so that you and I can participate in his redemptive work of the world, Jesus extends to us a sliver of his cross. Which, I just think that is something extremely cool, extremely beautiful, that we are able to participate in the suffering of Christ, because he, he allows us to experience in a way and we can bring we can give that back to him and so father mike goes on further to say that our suffering allows us to be co-redeemers with jesus it should be obvious that christ does not need our suffering but he extends that grace to us and the opportunity to know that in your weakness christ can make you strong father mike schmitz has a direct quote that says not because he takes away the suffering but because he transforms it and so then in second corinthians twelve nine, we obviously know that my grace is sufficient for thee, for power is made perfect in infirmity. Gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may dwell in me. And so my point is that St. Paul tells us our sufferings can be used for good. Where we are weak, God can make us strong and transform our weakness. It is this very reason that when we suffer, we can offer it to Christ and ask him to do what he wills with it. Suffering without Jesus does nothing, but suffering with Jesus can redeem the world. And so we know that suffering is something that is bound to happen. Like, like we're going to have suffering. Because Jesus tells us in Matthew sixteen twenty four, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And so this is even before the Lord's passion. And so I mean, obviously the apostles had to have been very confused by what he meant by take up the cross. But this becomes known to us now because we know that Jesus took up his cross. And so what came with the cross? Well, suffering came with the cross. And so I want to um, just go through some like saints quotes and uh, just get into that a little bit. But I got to, let me just, there's a quote that I read in Romans the other day that I want to I want to look at real quick if I can find it. Hopefully I can find it. Well, I think I'll have to move on because I'm not trying to just sit here in silence while you guys while you guys just listen to silence so um a quote that i really like from saint faustina comes from her diary paragraph 153 she wrote one day i saw two roads one was broad covered with sand and flowers full of joy music and all sorts of pleasures people walked along it dancing and enjoying themselves they reached the end of the road without realizing it and at the end of the road, there was a horrible precipice, that is, the abyss of hell. The souls fell blindly into it as they walked. As they walked, so they fell. 
and their and their numbers were so great that it was that it was impossible to count them and i saw the other road or rather a path for it was narrow and strewn with thorns and rocks and the people who walked along it had tears in their eyes and all kinds of suffering befell them some fell down upon the rocks but stood up immediately and went on at the end of the road there was a magnificent garden filled with all sorts of happiness and all these souls entered there at the very first instant they forgot all their sufferings or saint rose of lima wrote our lord and savior lifted up his voice and said with incomparable majesty let all men know that grace comes after tribulation let them know that without the burden of afflictions it is impossible to reach the height of grace let them know that the gifts of grace increase as the struggles increase let men take care not to stray and be deceived. This is the only true stairway to paradise, and without the cross they can find no road to climb to heaven. And another quote from St. Vincent de Paul, If we only knew the precious treasures hidden in infirmities, we would receive them with the same joy with which we receive the greatest benefits, and we would bear them without ever complaining or showing signs of weariness. And so, obviously this is going to be a shorter episode but like these quotes just go on to say that the life of following christ is going to be filled with lots of affliction lots of pain lots of suffering um like the closer and closer you get to christ i was having this conversation with a friend last night shout out to josh um we were talking about how the closer that we have been getting to christ the more the more like sorrow that we feel over others that we see that aren't living a life conformed to Christ. And so it takes me and think it helps me think about when Christ lamented over Jerusalem. He was just there and he just lamented over them saying that he has longed to be like a hen and have them under the brood of his wings. And it's just like, like that's part of the suffering that we have as Christians. It's not just like bodily suffering, but it can be that spiritual suffering as well, where we just like our heart, our heart breaks for others, um, and that's just something that we can offer up to Christ. So, what are some examples of things that we can offer up to Christ? Well, pretty much any kind of suffering, I would say. Um, some examples would be like. Say you're uh, a new mother and your baby just nonstop cries in the middle of the night. Um, sadly, I will say this was me as a baby. My mom has told me that I was a huge crier. And so, one, sorry mom. Two, that suffering that like my parents might have gone through uh, is suffering that could, could have been or like they could have offered that up to Christ. I don't know if they did because I haven't asked them, but that's something that they could have offered up to Christ and united with his suffering so that it can be used for something good. Um, another thing would be, say, you, say you're at work and your coworkers just keep giving you like a bunch of like weird things to do. It's so, like, I'm still in college, so obviously like when I have a job, um, at like a professional setting, I'm pretty much like the low man. I'm like the very bottom of the barrel. And so they just give me like very tedious things to do instead of just, Oh man, like this sucks. Like, why am I doing this? Like, why do they give this stuff to me? Like they just want me to do the work that they don't want to do, which I mean, it might, it might be very true that they're just wanting me to do the work that they don't want to do. 
but beside that's besides the point because I can offer that suffering up to Christ and that suffering can be used for good. So say like your coworker isn't a Christian and they give you some very tedious thing to do, you can as you're doing the work or before you start, whatever, you can just Lord Jesus, I want the suffering that I'm about to go through doing this tedious work to be used for the conversion of the heart of my coworker and then you can say their name. Um, it's just very simple and very, very just amazing and beautiful that we are able to participate in the suffering of Christ. Um, I really like that quote about how Jesus extends to us a sliver of his cross from John Paul II because it is so true that we, we have to take up our cross. And, I mean, if we had the cross of Jesus, none of us would be able to bear it. But we're given a little sliver and we know that the Lord will sustain us in all that we do. And so I just wanted to encourage you guys to try to really put into practice redemptive suffering. Um, just try to just dive into it. Just go for it. Just try it out. Um, continue to just offer up your suffering to the Lord Jesus Christ. And it can be used as a form of prayer. So like with fasting as well. Um say you have a conversation with somebody and you just like hear about maybe like the, their way of life, something like that. And it just, it just moves you and you feel like ups, like sad about it. Like it moves you in like a bad way, not like a, it moves you in a way of like a feeling of compassion and you feel sorrow for them. Excuse me. And, uh, say like the next day you decide not to uh, use social media, you decide not to um, listen to music, you decide not to watch your favorite TV show, something like that. Um, those are examples that are very like basic things, but you're able to take those and you can ask Christ to use those as he will. Let the suffering that you are about to suffer, giving those things up as he will so that other, so that like it could help that person or, I mean, obviously, if it's Christ's will, like, we're not, like, he can just use that as he wills. Like, it's not going to be, like, something, like, like, we can say, like, please use it for this. Or we can just say, please use this at however you want. Um, something like that. And so, I just want to encourage you guys, really put into practice redemptive suffering. Um, it's a beautiful thing that Christ has allowed us to partake in. Uh, but, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. And, yeah, don't let your suffering go to waste. Let's pray a Hail Mary real quick. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ormotis nostre. Amen. Yep, that's all, guys. I hope you enjoyed. Um, thank you for the support, as always. Uh, I'm going to try to come out with episodes weekly, but... Then again, uh, pretty pretty busy for the most part. Um, just trying to grow this podcast as I can now. Uh, but no big deal if I can't come out with episodes weekly. I just thank you all for your support. Uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, um, feel free to watch any of my other videos that I've posted over the years. Um, if you are listening to this elsewhere, you can go to my YouTube if you want. It's at Sam Emery. No big deal. If not, though... But yep, that's all. God bless.